Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to the host of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast, Leah and Trizzy, about whether podcasts can challenge traditional media outlets in the coming years. Leah, Trizzy, welcome to the show. Great to have you both on. Where in the world are you? I am in Los Angeles proper, really close to the LAX airport, because I know a lot of travelers, they know what LAX is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in LA also, but I'm in the suburbs. We're going to come on to your podcast, which is why I brought you on, and talk about the future of podcasting itself. But Trizzy, first tell me a little bit about yourself, and then Leah, if you explain a little bit about yourself as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Trizzy. I'm one of the hosts of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast, and you can find me on Instagram at E-X-E-A-E-X, which stands for Exercise, Eat, Explore, and that basically is a big definition of who I am. I just love to exercise, eat, explore, travel, adventure, and all that fun jazz. I'm Leah, LA in flight on every single social platform. Uh, Trizzy and I have known each other for about 14, 15 years, actually. It's been a long time. Our freshman year of university, that's when we met. Yeah. So I, by trade, you know, I'm an event manager and a podcast consultant. And then in my free time, I love to uh, talk about travel, write about it in, you know, more so social media captions when I can, not necessarily blog about it, but help others travel uh, as cheaply as possible and just try to be as helpful and practical as possible. So um, yeah, Trizzy and I, you know, she came to me one day, she's like, let's start a travel podcast together. And I was like, this is perfect. We both travel very different ways. And so it was perfect for the premise of our podcast because you kind of get the two views and two opinions that we like to help people with every single episode. I always ask, I guess when they come on, how did you initially fall in love with traveling? So I guess I'll start with you, Leah, first, and they'll come on to you, Trizzy. So for you, where did the initial love first start? You know, growing up, we actually have a great podcast episode on this, on us growing up with travel. So growing up, my family traveled a lot domestically. We took a ton of road trips and it was just kind of the standard. Like everyone gets dragged on vacation. Well, I'm sorry. That's, I feel like that's a privileged thing to say, but many, many of us get dragged on vacation when we're younger. Right. Um, and it's not all that fun. We either want to be with friends or we just don't want to be on long walks all day, but I think you miss out on that when you're younger and you realize, Oh shoot, I, I loved that when I was, you know, when you're older, you realize, Oh wow. You know that I was really blessed to have that. So for me, I thought, oh, when was it? Tr- college, I started traveling more casually, more domestically, short weekend trips to Vegas where we'd stuff 14 people in a room. Like Trizzy knows about that. She was there. We'd do it together. And as I grew and evolved, the traveling evolved. Um, I taught myself as more of like a backpacker turned flash packer recently because I've stayed in more and more hotels than hostels lately. I was like, ooh, maybe my style's changing a bit. But I think 
the biggest turning point for me after all my like two week, three week vacations from the corporate life was I went to Nicaragua, like end of 2014, New Year's 2015. And I brought a suitcase, which was the wrong thing to do. And it was like their high season anywhere in, you know, Latin American countries for like New Year's Christmas is big. And I was like, you know what? I don't really want to work on that trip. It was nine days. I don't really want to work the corporate life anymore. I think I want to do something more and and travel more with the rest of my life. So that trip was a big turning point for me. I stayed in corporate life for another year and then, and then took off traveling the world after that. So that was like seven, seven years ago. Oh man. Before I come to you, Trizzy, you can evolve as time goes on. So you might've started as a backpacker. And then as time goes on, as you get older anyway, things change. Mm -hmm. So for you, Trizzy, what about yourself? How did you fall in love with traveling? Man, I fell in love with traveling when I fell in love with my partner. Like, he brought me on these trips and it was like so nice to see everything in like history books, like in front of your face. Um, I've said this before. Usually when I go on these trips, I'm just low expectation now because that's that's the standard that I want to put myself in. So when I get there, I'm just blown away by every little tiny thing. And the first, I guess, what really set my love for travel was when I went to Chichen Itza in Cancun, Mexico, and I saw, you know, the the ruins there. And pyramids and ruins, for some reason, they they have a special place in my heart. And then after that, I went to Japan, and that was when everything just settled in the that's when my love for travel just started brewing and happening. And it's funny because I don't, I've never solo travel. Like me and Leah are so different in that way. <laughs> the closest I've been to a hostel is a capsule hotel in Japan and a postal in Thailand. So my traveling style is completely different. Whereas Leah's solo and I'm always with my partner or with my family group traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and my budgets are usually from, you know, sometimes I, I watch my budgets, but then sometimes I want to be like, yo, let's just ball out. Let's do this luxury thing. Um, but you get airport pickups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Airport pickups, everything <laughs> like that. But I do occasionally love like the public transportation and then just really like diving into the culture, taking a tuk-tuk or riding a tricycle in the Philippines and things like that. And um, yeah, my love for travel just continuous thanks to Mexico and Japan. <laughs> Both got different styles of traveling and that's good because it will mean, when I come on to you asking about your podcast now, it will mean you've got different views and it will help when it comes to questioning it. So I want to ask you before I go on to your podcast, actually, where, where are your origins from? So Trizzy, where's your background from? I'm full Chinese, but I'm Chinese American, born and raised in Seattle. My parents, they're both Chinese as well, but they were born and raised in Vietnam. Okay. And what about you, Leah? I'm first generation Filipina American. So my parents uh, both came from the Philippines in the 70s and settled in LA. And here we are. (laughs) The podcast itself, we'll come on to that now. Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your hosts for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules. But every episode, we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. 
I brought on a guest last year and she had one of the very first travel podcasts that was called the Travel Radio Podcast. And she's kept it going for about six, seven years now. We talked about how there was a lot of podcasts that came along during the start of the pandemic. And some of them now have almost sort of folded and there's not much, much of them going on, partly because things have opened up again. People are starting to travel again. But for you guys, when you started the podcast itself, what made you, I guess, what was your intention before you started and what has been your goal going forward with it? Because I've noticed you do a bi-week, bi-monthly, sorry, I should say, so you've got two episodes each month. So just tell me how it was the beginnings really and where you are right now. So the whole the whole podcast was started because I was in a rut with my profession and I do... I'm a video producer, so I do uh, music videos and music video content. Um, basically, what I do for Tickets Anywhere. Um, and I was just like stuck in a place where I was just so unhappy. And all I was thinking about was just when is my next vacation? And I also noticed on the side that a lot of my coworkers and colleagues, they do not take vacations. So I hear a lot at work when we weren't working remote. That if I told my coworkers and colleagues that I'm going to Thailand, I'm going to Singapore, they're like, you're going on vacation again? And I told them, like, I, I have the vacation days and you do too. So that kind of just like started, um, started like a light bulb for me. And I was like, what can I do to balance out my sanity, <laughs> you know, and travel is one, but I can't travel 24 seven. We wish we can eventually that will happen. But at that time I was like, okay, what can I do? I love talking to travel with my friends and bingo. At that time I was listen listening to a lot of podcasts. Why not make a travel podcast? I knew I couldn't do it alone. So I hit up my good friend, Leah, and here we are. And basically what we intended um, was not for the pandemic to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. And we were just hoping because we both are, you know, full-time employees um, and have a huge passion to travel. And we just wanted people to know that it's okay to take a break from the corporate world. And uh, like, hopefully that goal still like stays on and lingers on. But um, that was, that was where my headspace was at. I think for the future of um, like where we want to go and why we started it, Shebs is because, mm -hmm. well, we love the fact that Trissy and I both travel different, completely different ways. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're like, this is a good way for people to kind of, for us to cover like low to mid budget travel, yeah. right? For for practical people who are working nine to five yeah, of jobs. Course. So you have those both perspectives really so that mm -hmm. you can relay that to your audience. Exactly. Yeah. And because Trizzy is the producer, she's the editor for the show. Mm -hmm. And then um, I can handle a some of the business aspects of it sometimes and a lot of some of the marketing as well. Um, so it's nice that we have this creative balance to each other, like where one leaves off, the other one picks up and it's awesome. And I think for the future of us, we'd love to, um, and this falls in line with the chat is, you know, become a travel media company where we're the talent and we're also the creative and the producers. So. Um, you know, like I also host on the side, I MC for different types of panels, different types of events as well. And so the podcast is just another platform to be able to 
have as a creative outlet. But again, like we love helping people and we run Ticket to Anywhere runs three types of episodes. Right now we have community episodes where we ask people to submit their answers. We have destination focused episodes where we just take the time to talk about a destination. And then we have guest episodes where we bring them on and we interview them about um, a topic that may be important in the travel industry. How many years have you done it for, actually? We started, our first episode dropped January 2020. And, okay. uh, so this was actually before oh, the yeah. pandemic. Exactly. Right before. Crazy. Yeah, we weren't planning for the There's pandemic been- to happen. So we had already, before the pandemic happened, I think we had three, four episodes out. And okay. then there was like silence for about a few months because we were like, what yeah. are we going to do? And that's when we started uh, having guests on. And mm-hmm. it was this is just so much fun because we got to, you know, meet a lot of new travel like minded yep. people. How do you balance it out then? So how often do you, would you like to get guests on and how often do you do the other two aspects of it? It depends on um, all the guest intakes that we receive. Mm-hmm. We do put it out there. Um, if anybody wants to be a guest, they'll sign okay. these forms. So it depends on the availability of them. Uh, so you don't actually approach the guest. The guest, you actually ask the guest if they want to join the join the show itself or be a part of the guest. Is that correct? Oh no, we actually we do approach them, but with response times, it's okay. kind of difficult to get people like live when we want them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're, we have to like shift, and we usually have two to three. Topics, guests, recordings, like on deck to be able to push out. <clears throat> as far as cadence, like, I mean, if you're looking for advice for anyone who wants to get into podcasting, it's like, this is my biggest piece of advice. I was like, just prepare because the industry is like so new. Just be prepared mm. for everything to shift at any moment and be flexible and agile with it. Because this cadence of these three different types of episodes, we didn't figure out until a few mm. months ago. We're like, wait yeah, yeah. a second, let's shape this mm-hmm. and let's do, let's give people three different types of content. This is cool because the way we promote it is also not, I mean, it's also slightly different from every single episode we bring out. So while we may not have like a black history are, uh, you know, like black creators on the uh, podcast for the month of February, we mm-hmm. still bring them on throughout the year. It's mm-hmm. not like ex- for us, it's like we don't only celebrate black creators and black, you know, travel enthusiasts during the month of Feb. Like we may mm-hmm. call out to them on social media and whatnot, but it's, um, yeah, it's all dependent on scheduling. But yeah, I think the agility with being able or the agility that you need to have to be like, okay, like when are we going to release these episodes? Oh, this one didn't sound that great. Let's take some more time to fix it up. Um, different things. Of course, this is a podcast that you're on now. And I've been very fortunate. I must say I started mine in 2020 as well. And oh. I was not expecting it to sort of get to the level it has done and I've been very fortunate in terms of guests so and I think it was like middle of last year I had enough guests for the entire until actually I was recorded all up until March 2022 so that was in June and I just had an influx of people coming to me that wanted to be on the show and I didn't actually have to approach a guest which was because I whenever you start a podcast yeah but whenever you start a podcast you think to yourself where am I going to get these guests? Mm-hmm. How am I going to keep the contact going? I want to talk about this. I want this. I want this. And I always had a name for my podcast. And that's the thing. This is what my initial goal for the podcast was to give voices to people that didn't have the voices when they, so it could have been anyone, but also, yes, similar to what you guys were trying to do, encourage people to travel. And especially from people 
my background anyway, and it's important mm. because a lot a lot of people do travel from my background. Of course they do, but for them to hear someone that was from their origin was really mm. important. The traditional side of media and television, radio, it's podcast is actually going to challenge them. And I read maybe a couple of years ago, actually, that the industry itself now is going to be worth maybe 35 billion, which is a, which is a lot of money. And so I made sure anything that I did, I did professionally, I put it out, whatever I put out, mm-hmm. I made it, made sure I put it out in a way that it gave me a chance. So when sponsors or whatever come along, I've given myself a chance. So for you guys, mm-hmm. did you look that far ahead? Did you think this is going to be a business? And did you, I guess, do you ever want to be in traditional media or is this going to be your baby, I guess, going forward? I consider podcasting to be traditional media these days. And if if not, it's a like I've worked with clients who use their podcast as a lead magnet to sell other uh, you know, other services, other products, et cetera. So there's a lot of different ways a podcast can go. Um, I think with like monetization, et cetera, and all that, like, of course we didn't start it and said like, we're going to start a podcast because we're going to bring in millions of dollars off this podcast. <laughs> we clearly had a love and a passion for the topic that we're talking about. Also travel podcasts are a very small niche too. Whenever I tell everyone we have a travel one, they're like, oh, that's different. And I'm like, exactly. Because travel is very visual. It's on Instagram. It's on Pinterest. It's on YouTube, et cetera. Um, but this is like a supplement to everything else, to all of all of the, the media that Trizzy and I both have out there for us individually and for the podcast. Um, our systems in place are set up to like hopefully bring on sp- like sponsors and partnerships for the future, obviously any brands or people that we align with closely and whatnot. Um, but you know, that did take a while and I, we didn't go into it with like, Oh, this is going to rake in tons of money. That's just like, this is something for the future. Like we're focused on getting great content out there first and helping people first and foremost. And then we're working on the business side of it as we go. In terms of the business side, it will come. You just have to be patient. And the more you put out there, the next thing you know, you've got the numbers to show, hang on a second, this is what you've got. Trust me, it will be a time when people, like, you have to refuse sponsors. You've had the podcast now for a couple of years. Has it given you work outside of the podcast itself? Yeah, we had a fun one. Um last September with Cirque du Soleil. And that's how I learned that my pronunciation of Cirque du Soleil is Cirque du Soleil. But uh, basically, (laughs) basically we ran a contest um, for three pairs. So six tickets total, three pairs of um, uh, Cirque du Soleil tickets in Las Vegas on the Las Vegas strip. And um, other than that, I can't remember what we've been we've spoken on other people's podcasts as well. Like, Oh, my travel podcast. And I know, I know Leah has done a few of the travelers blueprint as well. Yeah. They do a lot of round tables, which is great. I think for me, it's like my lines blur very much. So between like my, my professional life, if you will, like what brings me immediate revenue, which is my freelance gigs versus like my podcast, which is like a hobby turning into a business. Right. Um, but that's at the start of, you know, March, 2020, that's when I started tur- turning into like hosting and emceeing things. And I use the podcast as a portfolio 
kind of. So for me, it's also a place to like show off. And I know it is for Trizzy too, because like I said, she's our editor. Um, for me, it's also like a portfolio I show off. Oh, look, this is what I do as well. So that helps me in my professional life being like, look, I can MC, I can moderate, I can host. Um, and it also speaks to like my dual ability. I'm like, we produce this behind the scenes on our own. We don't bring in any outside people yet. We produce this and then we go on air and we're the talent as well. So I always sell that in like my events. I'm like, listen, if you want someone to plan the whole event, I can do it. But if you also want someone to host the event, I can also do it. <laughs> so when we talk about outside opportunities, um, yeah, that's one of the biggest ones. And I think even I'm, we're both going to a couple travel conferences coming up this spring. And it's interesting because there's not, there's, like we said, there's not a ton of podcasters yet. So I'm like, is this hard? you know, feel cool in this medium. <laughs> the niche itself is, I guess, is very important in terms of what you talk about. If I was to ask you both, just explain your podcast in a sentence, what would you both say? Uh, should I say our slogan or is that too obvious? <laughs> no, I, no, we, we, we love it. We parade you, it. You can talk, you can talk on that though, but I want to go a little bit deeper. If I were to say one sentence, we, we help and motivate those who are, traveling on like a low to mid budget, we help them explore the world, literally every corner of the world, where it's at home or abroad. Slogan basically covers um, everything. We're two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure anywhere. Um, like I said, me and Leah, were way different travelers. So when you listen to our podcast or when you watch it on YouTube, because we do have it as a visual mm -hmm. podcast as well, um, you'll get two different perspectives and, and you'll feel it a lot when it's our duet episode, when it's just us talking destination focus episodes as well. You mentioned they're very important. So you've got a visual aspect of it as well. Does the audio get more of the, the listeners? I, I, if I were to estimate, I'd say like 95% of our audience is audio. For me, when I first started it, I it was a visual first because my background has always been editing, filming, et cetera, photography. So I've always done it visual and then I went on to the audio. So everything's on the audio platform itself. But I just love, I try and produce it myself as if it's like a television show. So all the intro, so I've got like the intro coming in. Then I, I introduce the show. I do the voiceovers. And I bring you, then the, 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 the guests will come on. In between, I'll have like the photos and stuff. So I try and make it as visual as like a chat show as possible. And then... I'd say, right, okay, you can listen to the audio section of it. And I put a lot of effort into the, the visual side of it, you see. And so the YouTube self has done well and it's grown, but I, I've, I've almost felt as I've neglected the audio side of it. Do you see as in the YouTube side being a huge thing going forward? Because people, I guess YouTube is the number one platform, isn't it, in terms of people watching videos as well? I definitely think the visual part, especially uh, since we are travel and Leah mentioned that travel is very visual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we never went into uh, doing this podcast without having a visual. Like we knew that visual is going to play a part as well as audio because Shebs, I'm the female version of you. I am a videographer and photographer as well. So that is my first. And then the audio would be my second. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. The difference that you will see, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched like High on Life podcast. They also have like a YouTube um, travel channel as well, um, plus their audio. They focused their visual on just the speakers, just recording mm. 
recording the speaker's talk. But with us, we kind of insert pieces of our trips. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will understand, like if we were to talk about the Maldives and the the villa, then it'll show like Maldives in the villa. My plan is I want to film it with it with a crew and then you're a bit like I guess like, like a TV it. TV show. Perfect. And then you're, you're there, I'm interviewing you and it'll be put out as a podcast. So it won't it won't have like the television budget. What's your goal then for the for, for the coming years? First off, I want wait, I want to backtrack a tiny bit, Shebs, because you yeah, brought yeah. up something important. As we I mean, I'm sure we all know that like YouTube is the biggest, one of the second biggest mm-hmm. search engine on the planet, but they are hiring a head of podcasts at YouTube mm-hmm. to expand that arm. So the fact that they're trying to invest money into people to mm-hmm. like bring this to life because they realize, oh, visual podcasts are actually popular. You know, um, so they're investing in that, which I think is really important. I think that's really telling. But for the vision, I mean, yeah, we'd love to. We just we'd love to get our equipment out there, like you, chefs, and interview people in real time. We haven't actually tried it yet, but we both filmed remotely on different beaches. I was in Hawaii, and Trizzy was in California, and then she edited them together. Oh, okay. So it was difficult because mine was really windy, <laughs> but I had two late. I had two different audio sets, so Trizzy got to like. Mix and match that. But um, I think that, I mean, the big goal is would be to become a big media company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And we, we like, we can provide everything. We have talent, we have editors, we have producers like this, you know, build a team around that. <laughs> Man, that would be so ideal. I know that um, uh, Leah and I, we've been talking about a newsletter too. So I know baby mm-hmm. steps are in the works right now. So newsletter and I'm hoping to kind of create more uh, YouTube content that's different from the podcast as well. Somewhat like a vlogging style, but mm-hmm. tr- travel vlogging. Um, so if Leah was in Oahu, she'll send me all the clips and I'll try and like put together kind of like a day in a life of what she did as a local because she spent I'm two like weeks. editing on TikTok over here. She's editing right. in Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of places we could branch out at. And I think because Leah and I both have such creative spirits too, um, despite how different we could be in travel, uh, Mm -hmm. travel styles, um, we're, we're pretty like phenomenal. Like once we hit that creative bulb together. I think community first and foremost, Mm -hmm. like we want to make ourselves and the brand approachable so that if Mm -hmm. anyone needs any type of advice on anything, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I had people throwing a lot of questions at me in Hawaii, different questions. Where'd you stay? What'd you think of this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and of course we l- always, both of us, I know this for a fact, we try to infuse as much like local, local uh, recommendations as we can over maybe the more touristy or overpriced ones. Um, we try not to judge anyone the way they travel. Everyone is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, we are about supporting like the locals wherever we go, but yeah, it's, it's making us, making a community around it, hoping mm-hmm. that people share the information with each other, making us approachable and making a, a wealth of knowledge available to as many people as possible. I go back to me wanting to be in location. The only person I know is doing that, and I think we're all mutual friends with her, is Christine Lozada. I've seen this oh, yeah. pod- <laughs> podcast where she's filming in location and she's got the mic'd up and stuff. So you could almost say she's almost ahead of the game in terms of that. You talk about media companies, so potentially, for example, I'm not saying this is going to happen, by the way, but if I had my podcast and you were doing your podcast and we wanted to do a media 
potentially merging with different types of people could be a way and then bring it into one big platform which mm. is something i thought about in, in in the past but whether that's going to be possible logistically mm-hmm. that's another thing i guess nowadays with how everything is hybrid and remote oh yeah there's, there's possibilities for that and you could then well again if you're doing a podcast and i'm in let's just say jordan doing one and you're in so and so having it in one big media corporation which is within the podcast realm or it doesn't even have to be podcast you could then branch out so you might have mm-hmm. podcasters like your your flagship show then you have other shows in between that's something that i've visualized thinking of with how fortunate we are with the platform that we have such as youtube where i put it out and you put you guys put it out as well that it is so much opportunity i think especially i don't know whether you guys actually monetize on youtube because there's potentially you could make thousands if not hundreds of thousands potentially millions from it you see so have you guys even thought about maybe merging with others to make it bigger I don't think at this time. I think we're focused on kind of just growing the brand for now where it's at and um, putting, you know, putting that useful content out there. I also think because we have a a smaller audience on YouTube, I don't think we can monetize at this time either. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Trizzy, you might know more no, about we definitely that. can't. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you could... <laughs> Yeah, we're working on that. I know. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, you guys will get there. (laughs) If I can get there, you guys can get there. (laughs) Yeah. And seeing from the different perspective of when you're talking about merging, uh, when you see other industries, when they talk about merging, it's always to compete, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like Mm -hmm. with the travel industry, what if we ever get to that point when we merge, it will feel more like a community Mm -hmm. rather than competition. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, that would be a lovely idea. But once we get to that level, let's go, Shubs. I think this is the opportunity for someone to find an investor and then just go with it. So, Shubs, are you are you thinking like like a podcast network type? Like for, yes. for tra- focused on travel? travel yeah, yeah, 100%. That's what I think. That would be super cool. You think about the streaming side of things mm-hmm. where you've got other podcasts within those. So you've got Ticket to Anywhere. You've got, say, mine. Let's say I just mentioned Christine. You've got hers. Mm-hmm. It's all on one big platform. And, you know, the you you guys would make money from it so and so so it's i think there's a there's a definitely a chance for something to because if you've got a travel channel now mm-hmm. why not hey and this is like on demand you can watch it at any time you see and mm-hmm. and you could go worldwide with it so at the minute i think travel there's a travel channel here in the uk there's a travel channel in the us but i can't watch your travel channel because i'm not based in the us yeah but with mm-hmm. the streaming platform, you can. This is why I love, for example, the podcast community where you could be anywhere. You can listen to my podcast from anywhere. You can watch my podcast from anywhere because it's on YouTube as well. So my mine is monetized on YouTube. YouTube take a massive chunk of it. Oh, do they? Yeah, they take from the advertising revenue. They they take probably ninety five percent of it. I <gasps> barely see. Okay, yeah, I didn't know it's that big. My show isn't big at the moment in terms mm-hmm. of worldwide audience. Well, I mean, it does get worldwide, but we're not talking millions of views every single right. week but for me to bring it onto a platform where it's unknown it's a risk isn't it it's interesting because i know there's a lot of thoughts in in the industry surrounding like oh if it's if it's solely on if a show is solely on say you know 
a music platform. <laughs> we won't mention any names, but a big music platform without an RSS feed and it's just a show. Is it a po- is it still a podcast? And I'm like, oh, that's a good question because industry is still changing. But the definition of a podcast is it has an RSS feed. But it's it always is interesting when bigger shows like move on to one platform and they stay there. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. they have they they're so big they can do anything they want. <laughs> But I don't know about anyone smaller than that. Like what would happen, you know, like if you were to move off a big platform shoves and then go to a a lesser known one, it's like, Mm. what would happen? You'd need people to fund it really. And it's going to have to be millions, if I'm quite honest with you, before you see any sort of revenue from it. So for advertisers Mm -hmm. to, to really then pitch their work into it so the only reason why i know a little bit about all this sort of stuff because of my work on radio and it's it's mm-hmm. very similar but we can there's endless possibilities with podcasting i have another question for you actually <laughs> sorry i'm like interviewing the interviewer no, no, right now. um do you feel because you're such an awesome multi-hyphenate and you do so many things okay. like you know you're a journalist director producer do you feel that your audiences for the rest of your work have helped like have what's the crossover of them being like part of your podcast audience as the ones listening do you think there's much crossover so i do have a lot of fans and a lot of them watch the show a lot of them will mm-hmm. read the read the read the read all my stuff and you do get those crossovers and then mm-hmm. it's what so the, the way i've built mine over time has been word of mouth and i've hardly done any and this thing is i've hardly spent much money on it marketing wise i don't know how yeah. That's what good. sort of budget budget you guys have had but for to have been built on just word of mouth at the moment it's been great mm-hmm. but what i'd like to do is is have a budget set so then anything that i've done on my writing side like magazines and been on newspapers etc they've actually helped and then what i try and always say to them is if, if there's anything always link my stuff so then people can find me and then yeah. go to those sites, you see, and that's mm-hmm. the only way you can grow. And it's a very saturated industry, the media industry, and it's mm-hmm. very cutthroat. If you thought about the niche and why it's so important to have that niche, because you are competing with so many people out there mm-hmm. that you have to stand out and it has to be something exceptional. Some of the guests I've had have been, I've been very fortunate. Early on, I got some, I mean, I don't want to say big names, because I see everyone as equal, but because they had 10, 15 years, they've been on television, had mm-hmm. television shows, had books out, it actually helped. So if, like, I guess anyone starting, if you can yeah. get a big guest early on, the word of mouth goes, oh, he's actually quite a good guy to, good show to go on. Do you feel as though you can branch out and then help the podcast itself? But me as a writer, uh, you you don't want that. I'm more. <laughs> that's why I do the videos. I was never a writer myself, but mm. if you put your mind to it, it's all about mindset, really. That's another thing, actually. If you have the right mindset to for a podcast to be successful or anything, you could achieve anything. Mm. Your light, your bright light can show, and then trust me, if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> there you she go, Trizzy. That's got the accent. That's why he has oh, a lot I've of got the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought about doing maybe like a T2A blog as well, just to have our tips and tricks that we do talk about on audio as reading, because I know a lot of people like to read as well. Leah has a blog. Yeah, you have a blog, right? Yeah, I mean, it's under construction. Like literally every website is under construction. We do have a we do have a website. It's ticket to anywhere.com, but it's pretty basic right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'd like to make that a place for community in the future where we can have guest blogs on, or we can just obviously like turn our, you, you know, YouTube and podcast descriptions into blog posts. Like here are the 10 things you're going to learn about traveling Finland in November, right? That yeah. type of content. Um, there's a lot of chatter right now. If like travel blogs or blogs are still a thing in 2022. So, mm-hmm. um, that's always like a curious you know, topic, especially in these days where everything is video, right? Every app that wants you to stay and just stare at the video. Um, but yeah, I mean, LA and flight is also a work in progress too. And I know but. we've been, we've been on multiple, uh, social media platforms as well. Like we're mm-hmm. trying to grow on Twitter. So not just Instagram. Cause right now Instagram seems to be our strongest, um, media platform, but Twitter is very fun to be on. I love doing that. Pinterest, where I do a lot of my research when I'm going on a trip. So I was just like, why not do some Pinterest? Let's start well, pinning stuff. Well, the socials are really important. If you're going to grow, mm-hmm. they're going to play a massive part in any business, really, not just podcasts in any business. We like to think it's a, it's a good way for us to connect with people. Like that's how mm-hmm. we feature, found most of our guests actually mm-hmm. is through social media, which is great. Um, and we find that that's where the, con- yeah, immediate connection happens through a DM or through a yeah. response to a story or asking the community questions or inviting them for polls, et cetera, and whatnot. So yeah, we're in the process of ramping everything up. <laughs> it sounds really exciting. I, I can't wait. I love listening to your show. That's why I brought you guys on. So it's oh, great to have you guys yes. on talking about the podcast. So I just want to move it away. And I wish you the success, more success on the podcast. I want to ask you a question where I've started to ask people, what are, what's your guilty pleasure? It doesn't have to be traveling anything, any guilty pleasure that you have right now. That's a good one. Oh, go to Trizzy first. Trizzy, you think about go that. Go on, Trizzy. You tell us. All right. You're going <laughs> to laugh at me, but I low-key love Ariana Grande songs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I was no way. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what does it feel with Ariana Grande? Her voice, her poppiness. I like her. Mm. <laughs> I, I've, I've tried to battle myself and say, don't like her, don't like her. But even like as she's grown as a person too, that's what I kind of like look into. Um, instead of her as an artist, I see her as a person and she's just been really like uh, powerful with being a woman and just standing up for herself, for her friends, her family, and just woman empowerment in general, uh, through music and just through her own lifestyle. And, um, but yeah, when I come across her songs during my workout, I just get so pumped and I kind of just start dancing and I'm like, I hope nobody sees it in my garage. What about you, Liz? Oh, I don't know. This is a hard one. Cause I think for me, when it comes to things I like, like, I don't really try to like hide it, to be honest. I'm just like, let yourself have it. I'm like really been into gold jewelry lately. And I'm like, just let yourself have it. Not that I am frivolous with my spending, but I like, don't deny myself dessert either. Not that I eat a ton of dessert after every meal, but if like something sweet to cleanse the palate, I'm like, I'm going to do it. So for me, everything's just kind of part of life. <laughs> it sounds so boring, but I'm like, oh, I'll let myself have the dessert or I'll let myself like buy this gold jewelry. So to me, I'm like, it's just part of me. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's great to have both, both, by the way. So can I just ask you one more other question? So away from everything, travel-wise, work-wise, Trizzy, you mentioned you you do a lot of workouts and stuff. So any other hobbies that you guys have that 
might might intrigue our, our listeners. One of my like special hobbies that I will never get rid of is playing basketball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to intrigue did you, everybody. Did, I should say, did, did you play? Did you try and become a pro then, or is it? Yeah, chefs. No, I did not. <laughs> that's always been a dream of mine since I was little, and then I stopped playing basketball because I tried to pursue um, a dance career in Hollywood. Oh. And, acting career and stuff like that. I could have been the next Aquafina. So oh, wow. if oh, well, any Hollywood agents is listening to this, y'all need another Aquafina. I am here. <laughs> well, you never know if, 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 if that is a passion of yours. Why not? Hey, in the future. We'll I told her, I was like, she could still try out for the WNBA. Yeah. No. And I interviewed someone for my podcast, loves to travel. Drea Castro. She is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's an actress, producer, director. Yep. Film does a travel podcast. She's out here in LA. Yeah, she's out here. Yeah, in LA. so there's this a possibility, Trizzy, that you could become this exactly <laughs> the same. It's connections as well, by the way. Yeah, it's just connecting. It's just having the right connection and just. That would be hilarious. You guys get, will see your, your in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about you, Leo? Have you got any any hobbies? I think that- for me, they're like hobbies that keep starting, starting, and um, sorry, stopping and restarting. But I do love to dance, like in particular mm. hip hop or you know some contemporary type modern dance and then salsa dance salsa and bachata as well so whenever i can i try to i was thinking about that i'm like i need to restart it this week so dancing in general is is a is a hobby i try to upkeep yeah we've come to the end of the podcast it's flown by remind people where we can find you both so i'm leah la in flight on every single platform very social would love to connect with you and i'm trizzy you can find me on instagram at e-x-e-a-e-x exercise eat explore if you want to be inspired and encouraged to exercise eat and explore i'm there for you because i'm all about that keep in touch with us on social media at ticket number two anywhere podcast Remember to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcasts on YouTube to keep up to date on our channel. Uh, Shebs, appreciate you for letting us be on here. And so nice talking to you, man. This is like a regular conversation of a, like at a bar or something. Thank you guys both for coming on and making it natural and feel as though I am having a drink with you at a bar. So thank you. And I will speak to you you. guys very soon. All right. Thank you, Shebs. Take care. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.